Welcome to the Discernment Center, where we understand that there is no better place to be than to be like Jesus. At this point, I definitely have to tell you how proud I am that you have stuck around this far. The previous topics were very intimidating because once some people hear that kind of information, you can tune out and just tell yourself that this is impossible for you to do and just check out. But you are not that person. And I'm proud of you. It really shows that the Holy Spirit is working within you and softening your heart to make you a better person and make all of us a better person. Now, the main reason why I wanted to start with the fruits of the Spirit is because it's so humbling to realize how much we are genuinely loved by Jesus Christ. And two, we need to acknowledge that we owe Him that adoration. We have become a people that is so self-indulged that we don't even acknowledge our Creator as we should, and praise Him as we ought to. And I don't say that to criticize anybody. I say that in the form of realizing that we were never called to do this life on our own. Jesus knew that we would have troubles. And so there's a book, the Holy Bible, written with instructions on how to handle this life with Him. With all that being said, let's go ahead and jump right into the Fruits of the Spirit study. And today we will be talking about peace. Oh my goodness, peace is an amazing thing once you have tapped into it, really understood it. And mind you, this is not something um, that comes easily. It's definitely, like I always say, it's cultivated. But my goodness, once you get a taste of it, you'll be like, how did I ever do life without this kind of peace? So let's go ahead and jump right into Luke chapter 8, verse 48. And I will go ahead and start reading from the New Living Translation. Just makes everything a little bit easier to understand as we break it down and put it into our own context here. So it states, Daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. These are the words spoken by Jesus after he healed the woman with the issue of blood. I believe that we could just take that context and put it in any struggle we are currently having in life. When you have enough faith that Jesus can and will heal any of your addictions, struggles, or health issues, he will do it. It just simply depends on your level of faith. Now, I also want to take the time to let you know of some of the struggles that I dealt with, and um, hopefully it will be a guide so that you can take my struggles and put it into your own um, prayer request with the Lord and so that you can build a relationship with the Lord as well. So. One of my issues that I struggled with was addictions. Um, I grew up basically believing that it was okay to do whatever, um, drink whenever, smoke whatever. Like that was my struggle. And um, so when I came to Christ, of course, you are always going to have um, temptations. Like there's no such thing as temptations just leaving 
as soon as you get saved. Um, I I know some people have that, but I want to say probably about 95% of us don't have that interaction. And so I just want to lend a helping hand to that crowd and let you know that you are not alone when it comes to this never ending cycle of temptations. In fact, I feel like we all have them. Um, It's just that we do not want anybody to know about that or anybody to even speak of it. But I hope that we can change that. We are called to help other people work through the struggles that we have conquered. But the thing about it is we are so um, kept to ourselves nowadays that we don't even want to help a struggling brother or sister. And that's not how we were called to be. Geez, I even kind of feel like you're going to think I am so crazy when I tell you how I would handle my addictions, but it's so true and it helps. So here I am telling you. Um, But when I would feel the urge of a temptation to, um, you know, give in to my addictions, I would simply pray like, Lord, you know, my heart, you know, I want to change. But Lord, I pray that you would just take my desires of what I want to do. And be blunt about it. I would pray, Lord, I am feeling so tempted to give in to alcohol right now. I don't want to be that person anymore. Change my heart. Change my mind. And it's so amazing how the Holy Spirit just works. I would just randomly forget about it or I would just find other things to do. And so that is how the Holy Spirit works. But I feel like we are just so accustomed to hiding in shame when it comes to the Lord. But the thing is that He wants you as you are. And sanctification is a lifelong process. Now, I didn't go to any like um, AA classes or anything like that or or anything at church that would say that you need to pray about um, in the moment of your temptations. So um, this was just something that I felt like the Lord already knew. So if He knows me, every part of me, then he knows my addictions. So what's the harm in telling him to take those desires? And I just don't think that that is something that comes natural. It's definitely um, a friendship relationship that you begin to have with the Lord. And it's amazing how he really does come as a friend and says, okay, I I will help you with that struggle. Come on, let's do something else. And um, I just hope that you really experience that. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 9, it states, God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. And I believe that when you are trying to get your addictions, get your struggles in check, that's you working for peace with the Lord. And so I just hope and pray that you would first understand peace and, you know, understand your struggles and how God can help you through those. Um, And then also to just be an individual that helps others with the struggles that you have already conquered. I would highly recommend that you go in and study all of Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7. Such a good teaching by Jesus himself. Now that we've touched the surface of inner peace, I think it's important to move on to uh, being a peacemaker because that is what we are called to be. We also need to understand the difference between being a peacekeeper and a peacemaker. A peacekeeper is not what we are called to be as the church. A peacekeeper is someone who doesn't want to 
shake the waters because they don't want to disagree with authority when they really should be. And a peacemaker is someone that is waking up the public to let them know, hey, our authorities are not acting in a constitutional way. Let's not agree with this. We have to stand up. We have to take ground in this area. That's what the church is called to be in this moment. And the reason why I'm creating this podcast is because we need peacemakers, but we cannot be peacemakers in our current state. We have to cultivate a relationship with the Lord so that he can be on our side in these spiritual battles. There is so much information that I want to go over, but I feel like we can't as a nation because we need to first work on our relationship with the Lord because we need to be at peace when we start to truly understand what is going on in this world I'd like to end by reminding you that when you find your identity in Christ, you will find peace. I'm sorry, but you will never find peace in a hobby, a doctor, medicine, money, or even in a degree. So I just hope and pray that you do find your identity in Jesus Christ, because we all need peace. And let's end by reading Romans chapter 16, Verse 20, it states, The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Uh, Side note, did anybody else find it odd that the New Living Translation does not have Christ at the end of that chapter 20 of Romans 16? It was in the King James Version, so I felt okay to go ahead and say Jesus Christ. Wow, just living proof right there that books and history are being changed, so we need to be peacemakers.